0: And welcome to EcoGal, The Curious Consumer. I'm Ashley. Today in the EcoGal studio with me is Raven Hernandez. Raven is the founder and CEO of EarthRides, the only all-electric ride-hauling app. Raven is a first-generation Latina American and is a graduate of the Pepperdine Caruso School of Law. Raven was inspired to start Earth after a personal quest to improve her own health drove her to effect change, On a large scale she envisioned earth as a way to help people make a difference while enjoying a better experience with the service they already use inspired by her vision of encouraging people to make eco-friendly and healthier choices raven launched earth in october 2020 in her hometown of nashville tennessee raven is committed to ensuring safe reliable and eco-friendly transportation She speaks at youth entrepreneur seminars and works with nonprofits to offer transportation catered for individuals with disabilities through the LIFE program at Earth. So welcome, Raven. Excited to have this conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you as well, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Well, so clearly, electric vehicles,
0: eco-friendly choices, and health are of great interest to me.
1: So where I would like
0: to begin is um, I'm interested to learn from you what drove you specifically to do something with CARS?
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting question because I, I, that wasn't like the plan as I had as a child. (laughs) It wasn't like, oh, you know, electric vehicles are the future. Uh, I wish I would have been that insightful. Maybe I would have purchased more Tesla stock. Um, I really saw electric vehicles, um, come into my life when I moved to California, as many of us have seen California is leading when it comes to EV ownership across the States. And, you know, when I was there and I was battling with some health issues, I was looking out at the pollution in the, in the sky, you know, in the city. And and then it was this natural aha moment of, you know, EVs can reduce some of this, you know, just if it's only tailpipe, that's a, that's a start. And that's kind of where I my personal approach is always, is, you know, people say, well, you know, electric vehicles, they have some disadvantages. There's some cons that come with those pros. And I'm like, absolutely. I, I am not anyone to say that they are perfect, but I think that they're a step in the right direction. And so that's really what it came down to for me is how are we innovating the transportation space? How are we looking towards the future and trying to try different things to make our lives healthier? And I I thought, well, electric vehicles is one way to do that, but how do we get that to the masses? You know, most people aren't. Lining up to go visit EV showrooms, and they're not a lot of EV showrooms. A lot of them you know are smaller startups, and they can't afford it. You know it did take Tesla quite a while to get here. It wasn't overnight, even though sometimes it feels like it. So you know I wanted to pretty much inject electric vehicles into rideshare so that way everyone could experience what it was like to be on really kind of the forefront and breaking technology in the OEM space.
0: Oh, that's a great idea. Because it is. I mean, everybody gets that opportunity to experience it. So
1: Yes. I mean, a lot of our riders, about 85% of our riders have never been in an EV before. So that's, that's really telling. And we've had quite a few people, I'd say maybe 10 or 15, purchase an electric vehicle because of their ride on Earth, which is even more cool. That is very cool. Affecting change. We're trying. We're definitely
0: trying. What has surprised you the most out of this venture so far?
1: Yeah, being an entrepreneur is, um, you know, it's a new—it's a new, new battle every day. It's a new battle all day. You never know what, you know, we're sitting here having a conversation. My phone's on silent and who knows what might happen. Uh, I've been in meetings with um, really big potential investors and, you know, partners and really important meetings and um, I, I walk out feeling like, you know, just... The top of the world, and then I look at my phone, and uh, you know, uh, AWS went down, and so then our operations were halted, and it's like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? So, you know, I think that has been kind of a shock to to be able to sit with the fact that not everything's going to go right, and that's okay, and just being able to go with the flow. I think for any on person who's interested in, in, in entrepreneurship, is just there is going to be an issue, just expect that. Don't be surprised about that. But how you handle that issue is really what's important. You know, leaning into the adverse, you know, moments in your life is really how people are defined.
0: Got to be comfortable with change and flexibility.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. What is AWS? Um, Amazon Web Services. So, you know, the cloud. And so when, you know, there's been some cloud issues, uh, it affects, really everyone and you know our world is now this kind of cloud-based universe and we rely on it very heavily you know if 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 you couldn't pay with your card how many of us have cash in our wallet kind of situation
0: absolutely and so what is it like competing in this rideshare space
1: it's interesting because on one hand I don't feel like I'm a direct competitor um, to other, you know, the, the big guys right? Uber and Lyft, we all know. Um, but on the other hand, I, obviously I, I am because I am in rideshare. Um, you know, it, it's it's about carving out your, your sector and focusing on the people who value the same things that you value. And it's been quite interesting because a lot of people think that earth is successful because we are eco-friendly. And it's really not the case. You know, the majority of our riders don't care that they're choosing a better option for their environment. They're really focused on the quality of the ride and of the experience. And oh, by the way, it's electric. And so that means something. And that's really been a testament to why we started Earth and to why we branded it how we did. Because, you know, we didn't choose the green colors and super green language for a reason. Because growing up in the South, I'm fully aware that that is uh, very polarizing, right? And it creates this distinction of you're good if you do this and you're bad if you do that. And I didn't want that to be the basis for why people took a ride. I wanted people to take a ride because of the experience that they had on earth and then teach them along the way, hey, this is actually good and it's okay that it's good. You know, it's kind of like, you know, teaching your child to eat their vegetables of like, oh, by the way, that was a really healthy meal and you loved it. So I kind of got you, you know, it's been one of those experiences, but it's been really fun to um, change and challenge the status quo within rides bear, especially as a woman, um, you know, feel like I'm bringing mindfulness into the rideshare sector, you know, as a woman, as really the only female um, CEO and founder of a rideshare company that I'm aware of. um, We, I think differently and my leadership team thinks differently and, and that's been really nice to get the opportunity to, you know, look at some of the issues that the other guys are facing and, and take them on within my perspective.
0: Oh, that's great. So you really answered the next question I was going to ask you, because I was just curious how other people make meaning of your brand, right? Because it's like, for me, I take Earth because I love the fact that I'm not going to be contributing more carbon emissions, because I actually know what that is doing, right? In regards Absolutely. to the bigger picture of climate change. So for me, it's something like I can do something about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people look at it as um, a quality service, and and then of course, kind of tied in with that is that safety component because that there is more mindfulness. You know, when when a driver complains about a rider, hey, this person made me feel really uncomfortable, and when we look into it, we have no problem saying, you know what, that rider is no longer going to ride with us. They can go somewhere else because you as a human i value your safety and i value your voice whether you're a woman driver or a man, male driver it doesn't matter i'm focused on making sure that both the driver and the rider feel safe and feel comfortable and i think that's also one of the reasons why we're seeing more female drivers on earth is because we care about their safety and it's interesting i was i was actually driving this past weekend uh, i hadn't gotten to to do rides in a while and i was out on a saturday night and talking to some female passengers and asking them certain questions about safety and different things that we want to try out in 2022. And, um, you know, I mentioned the driver safety component and they hadn't really considered that. And I said, you know, that's why a lot of women don't drive is because they don't feel safe. And so if we can have more women driving in rideshare, we can have more women to women rides. And then, you know, it just changes the, the conversation on, um, what safety can look like.
0: Yeah. And it would be so wonderful if eventually like you could pair a woman driver with a woman because I, you know, that is a really real thing. And I don't think a man will ever fully understand what it's like to be a woman. And, and that, you know, we are just the smaller species, you know, we're,
1: yeah, we're, we're different, right? Yeah, we are different. It's interesting. And it's, you know, it's exciting to get to ask these questions and have these different types of conversations. Whereas some of my male counterparts just really aren't even having the conversation at all. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you're kind of having those same thoughts as well. Absolutely. So then what's next? Yeah, everyone, everyone asks me all the time, what's next? I'm like, I'm still in in this. <laughs> That's one of the things about being an entrepreneur that um, you have to balance is what's next. You know, there are, you know, PR opportunities and, you know, social media it's always what's next. It's always what's next. And so living in as a CEO, really living in having to vision what's next, but also execute on what's now and what's now for us um, is growing our ridership in both Austin and Nashville growing our gig drivers. So people who own their own electric vehicle in both of those places uh, and then improving on our technology. So it kind of answers into what's now and what's next is one of the big things that we're focused on in 2022 is improving our technology. You know, there are a lot of ways that we can be smarter about how we operate. And that's something that's really important to me Is you know, many of um, our writers know we have an equity crowdfunding platform that we're on, which means that you can invest in Earth and you can get a piece of equity, which, you know, is is a a big deal because a lot of um, people who aren't accredited investors don't get those opportunities. But it also means that I get to lay up every night and think about those people who invested and, and make sure that their money is um, growing the company in, you know, the green way, right? And, the prof- and towards profitability and technology uh, efficiencies are, are really what's next. But then beyond that, you know, one of the, the projects that I'm working on, and it's a little bit more of a, a moonshot. It's not so far off that it's a moonshot, but it's definitely something that um, isn't Tomorrow is working alongside OEMs, so car manufacturers like, you know, Ford and Nissan and Tesla and Fisker, Rivian, all these great companies, and creating a, a way towards electric vehicle ownership that's affordable. You know what we've seen um, in the EV space is that they're not affordable vehicles just yet. And you know, I have a lot of conversations on um, you know panels and things like that of oh, it's, you know, terrible. We're not allowing for EVs to be purchased by low-income individuals and, you know, kind of negative connotations around that, which, you know, obviously we want everyone to be able to afford an EV, but not everyone afforded an iPhone in the beginning because it was emerging technology. And, you know, there's always that sector of uh, affluent people that get to test out new things and then it trickles down as it becomes more affordable. And so that's what I'm working on in the EV spaces as, as more EVs come onto the market, how do we ensure that it does trickle down, especially to rideshare drivers? So I'm, you know, I'm going out to California next week and I've got a meeting with four different OEMs where I'm going to get to, you know, look at the cars and see what's going on and talk about their business development plans and see, you know, what are they thinking about when it comes to affordable options for electric vehicles?
0: Well, very exciting. It's so been fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And did you have any experience like being an entrepreneur like where did did, did you find a
1: mentor had you done something prior to this cuz this is a big step. It is a it's a huge, huge. step. Yeah. It's it's a huge step and you know one of the things that um I have as a core value in my life is just like walking in faith and walking in um trusting in yourself, you know, in my family um listening to your gut is kind of one of those things. And I don't know if anyone can relate to this that's listening, but you know, in, our, in my family, especially the women, we have very strong, independent, opinionated women, and we'll have times where like, I just have this feeling. I just have this feeling. I don't know. Something's going to happen, right? And, mm-hmm. and so allowing that uh, feeling to uh, present itself in the way that I make decisions. But to answer your original question, um, no, I hadn't been an entrepreneur. I- I'd had jobs that were um, kind of um, self-driving, you know. manage yourself kind of things. Um, And I had at a young age, you know, I was working a full-time job as a, um, like a third key store manager uh, position in high school. So I'm a full-time high school student and a 40-hour full-time employee. I graduated high school early and went to college early, also worked full-time in college. And so that in a way, it is kind of entrepreneurial looking back at it to have to balance, you know, being um, running your business as in the sense of like running your own life. You know, most 18 year olds aren't thinking about, OK, how do I um, make sure that I'm setting myself up to to go on this path of trying to become an attorney to go to law school as a student? But then also, how do I focus on my financial um kind of soundness and been paying my own bills and, you know, making sure that I'm spending money wisely. And so those types of things kind of helped shape the entrepreneurial spirit within me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I met my husband while I was in law school and he has had the entrepreneurial bug for many, many years. And, you know, we, we joke because he's had quite a few failed companies. And I always say, you know, you were, you, you did the hard work, right? Like you had the failures like most Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs have to have. So then I was able to kind of coast in and say, all right, (laughs) now let's do the fun stuff. Let's not do that anymore. And it's been a great balance of two people who are um, two different sides of their brain. You know, he's very visionary and creative and always, you know, looking at things from a completely different um, perspective than I am. And sometimes I'm a little bit, you know, too attorney type brained of like, a plus B is always C. And he's like, yeah, but if you add in D, like what would happen? And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to think about that. <laughs> it's been amazing. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think for anyone who's interested in becoming an entrepreneur is one, you know, making sure that your own life is set up to where you're running that smoothly and the decisions mm-hmm. that you're making, you know, the, the food that you're eating, the people that you're hanging around, if you're able to really critique your own decisions. And also say, hey, I've made a wrong decision and now I'm gonna change it. I think that's a great starting place for any entrepreneur. You know, that, that's really to me, okay, you've got that type of brain.
0: Some really nice wisdom there.
1: Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank we'll take a take sharing sharing that. Assault. Yeah, no. yeah.
0: I love that. So uh, so before we end off, I would love to know what book are you currently reading?
1: I was listening to uh, I believe a podcast on one of the insecure. Uh, writers or even maybe one of like the main leads. I don't know if it was um, Issa or um, someone else, but they were recommending this book called Freshwater by Akawiki Amizi. And I hopefully I got her name right there. And I have not read a fiction book in a very long time, um, just, you know, with uh, being, you know, practice studying for the bar and then becoming an entrepreneur very quickly. Um, so I just purchased that book. And, I still have that reading book, that reading bug within me because I could not put it down and read it like within 24 hours. It was absolutely amazing. It's called Freshwater again, and uh, it's a Nigerian writer. And it just talks about this internal metaphysical world within oneself about um, different types of really like people that lived within this particular woman um, and how they all Lived within each other and kind of the internal struggle. And it was very interesting. You know, there are some dark uh, undertones, but also some really beautiful light. You know, with any type of life, you have to have dark with light. That contrast always lives together. So, yeah, a really good book and an amazing writer who I hope to see more of.
0: Well, well, thank you. And thank you for being here today. And before we end off, how would people, first of all, find, I guess they go to the App Store and find the Earthride, but if they want to make the
1: investment, yeah, there's, so there's many many different ways to connect with us. Uh, yeah, going on to the app store on Google or Android and typing in Earth Rides and being able to book a ride in your city, you can schedule or just book one on demand. Uh, you can connect with me. Uh, my name is Raven Hernandez. I'm, I'm really mostly on LinkedIn and, and Instagram sometimes, um, and then our social media for the company is Earth Ride Share, and we are active on all platforms. And then if you know if you feel compelled and you believe that this is something that you can get behind going on to wefunder.com/slash earthrides and getting the opportunity to invest on there. Uh, we're we're currently um almost hitting that over subscriber mark at a million dollars, but we are taking uh those over subscriptions. So, you know, again, thankful for people who even consider it. You know, that means so much to me. Even if you don't invest, just the fact that you go on there and check it out. That that's good energy that I'll take. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, I just super grateful for you for putting this- earth rides out there because I love taking it. And, um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And thank I just you so wish much. you the very best. I just know it. there's great things.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate you creating this platform. You know, it's, it's really important to, you were telling me before we started chatting about, you know, the work that you were doing on sets and and pushing the narrative and questioning the establishment on, Hey, there's better ways to do this. And there's more eco-friendly ways to do things. And, you know, that's obviously why we connect is because, it's about the questioning and it's about pushing people. And sometimes it's not comfortable to say, Hey, you know, you're making a bad decision and we can change that. Uh, but you know, it's what's needed. And I'm thankful that are people, that are people out there like us, you know, like you doing that work because you're making a difference in my health. Every time you push someone to be healthier. So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for listening.
0: Sharing the show or an episode that really resonated with you, with friends or on social media, is always appreciated. For podcast updates, please subscribe at ecogal.tv forward slash subscribe. Graphic elements and logos, courtesy of Linda Cornelius. Audio editing by Danielle Mikesell. Our theme music was created by Taylor Pye. You can find us on Instagram at ecogal.tv we appreciate your support and we value your time and energy. So we hope you found this useful and of value. Thank you for listening. See you back here soon. And until then, stay curious.